Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, movie streamers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. And we've been calling you guys movie streamers a lot lately. Yeah, that's I mean it's it's a product of the times, right? It really is, and it's a product of just what we're doing on the show, man. Talking so many Netflix movies. We've been doing these uh these what to watch episodes, which is exactly what we're doing here today. Mhm. And uh yeah, I mean, I feel like there's something uh I feel like there's a lot of like soul missing from movie streamers as opposed to a movie goer. When you go to a movies, it's an experience. It's an event, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then streaming, it's just like you're in your boxers, you're sweating your tits <laughs> off. Like I uh I always say I think our intro is moviegoers. Hey moviegoers. I mean, it even says it in our YouTube intro. So That's true. The streamer thing will pass. It will pass, and we'll all be back in the theater. Oh man, I hope so. I hope so. I'm not. Uh, I'm not super confident we'll be in the theaters anytime soon. I'm sure they'll open soon, but I'm not sure if it's quite the smartest thing to do to just go back right when they open. Mm, yeah, I, think, I don't know. I think people aren't <laughs> being super careful. I I, be- I can oh, believe. Oh no, they aren't. That the. Uh, the staff and the companies are working really hard to make it as safe as possible, but you can't control all of those customers coming in and not giving a fuck. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think the, uh, the theaters for the most part, I was going to say AMC had some, some whack ass policies at first, but I, I think the theaters in general are trying to make everything as safe as possible. I, I think most establishments are trying to make everything as safe as possible, but I know Regal like invested in some new like technology so they can mist their theaters basically and sanitize or some crazy shit. Whoa. That's um weird it, and scary. <laughs> yeah, they they said basically like they're they're gonna have less showings per day, I think, because in between every showing they're gonna have their staff come in and basically just like missed all the chairs and sanitizer yeah you have to do a deep clean yeah so i mean good on them the thing with amc was they were just like no masks everybody and everyone's like why like oh yeah masks (laughs) (laughs) yeah they can't make up their mind yeah so see i uh, i went to the drive-in which i talked about on last week's episode and there you only needed your mask when you were going to concessions or the bathroom or anything like that but at least the drive-in it's like you're out in the open and they yeah. still they still have it where you have to leave one parking space in between each car. Like you can't park two cars next to each other unless you're showing up as a group. You can't rear end anybody. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was rear-ending people left and right, but I wasn't even in yeah. a car. <laughs> no rear-ending yeah. because of COVID. Otherwise, you know, we would let you get away with this crazy shit, but... Yeah, we wouldn't mind. Actually, I went to not the drive-in right by my house, but one a little bit further down the road, down the, on the highway, just because it was more central to the rest of the group. And um, that place sucks in comparison to the one in Warwick here. It's it's funny because like growing up over here, you, you go to the same drive-in. At least the Warwick drive-in is the only drive-in I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. I th- I think. Um, but like, it's funny because you you know you, you go there and that's that's what you have and it's just common. But then you see other ones and it's like they only got like one screen or like it's like much like smaller or whatever. And you're just like, oh, what the hell is that? Like, yeah, it, that that that's shitty. But like, I don't know if it's just the one that we have over near us. We've been really fortunate because it's nice, or or if just other ones are just you know really shitty. I think other <laughs> or, ones or are if just the, really or if the shitty. shitty. Like I was gonna say, or if the shitty ones are just the norm. I think the shitty ones are the norm. I think we are super lucky because the the one by us is up on a hill a little bit, so it almost makes it like stadium seating, but for your cars. So like the car in front of you generally isn't a problem as long as it's not like a hatchback with their door, you know, the, the hatch open and it's like popping up or like a big truck and you're in like some compact car, but it's tiered. Like, like each row is slightly elevated above the, uh, the one in front of it. So it's mm-hmm. just like a really nice setup, and they have three screens, and it's just a big open. It's like a big space, and then yeah, this one was just it's all flat. the The screen's kind of at an angle. I was just like, it's still a really good time. I'm not complaining. I had a, I had a lot of fun, <laughs> but it was fucking bullshit. <laughs> but in comparison, yeah, I'm like, this is definitely a step down. But yeah. I'm just, I was happy to see a movie. My my favorite thing about the one in Warwick is, is the three screens. I always like really enjoyed either when your movie's going on or or after your movie's going on and just like looking over and just seeing like two huge screens with other movies playing on. I always just thought it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good spot. Yeah. I was gonna say I have like for whatever reason, like fond memories of I went and saw I'm pretty sure it was it may have been Austin Powers three <gasps> and it was gold member and we and we were watching it and then like looking over and I think that may have also been when Men in Black 3 was playing and like looking over at Men in Black and then like going back to like Austin Powers and stuff like that and I remember I think that was for like one of my either my birthdays or like one of my friends was like sleeping over so that was like a thing that we did it was just, it was just a good time dude that's nuts I also saw gold member in the drive-in oh nice <laughs> yeah that, that's crazy dude what are the odds hot take I like Goldmember more than um, the the sequel. Was that the Spy Shag Me? Yes. Also, yeah. you're wrong. <laughs> mine goes the first one, the third one, the second one. No, I mine guess. just goes in sequential order. One, two, three. I always, I always just thought Goldmember was fucking hilarious. He's got a skin box. <laughs> yeah, I will say Goldmember. Goldmember was good for me because um, I am of Dutch heritage. So having like a mm-hmm. Dutch villain and he's just like a weirdo and stuff, I was like, nice. <laughs> like it's good to it's good yeah. to have representation. Yeah, it's it's weird. You look back at like Goldmember, it's like one of like <laughs> the last good Mike Myers moments. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that was already what? like the start of a downhill uh, slide. Yeah, 
Yeah. Apparently, we're getting a fourth Austin Powers. Apparently, that's crazy. I don't know if anybody wants it or needs it. Yeah, I don't know. I actually forgot to mention this on on last week's episode, but uh, confirmed. There's a Wedding Crashers two in the works. What? Yeah, but how? Don't what know. Do, you do with it. Probably all new characters, or it's like their sons or something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm I'm very frightened by that because. Wedding Crashers is one of my favorite comedies. I would say it's my favorite rom com, and I don't know, man. That you know, we we had mentioned in the last episode the Bill and Ted thing. Like, doesn't feel like a cash grab. I don't know why you needed the second Wedding Crashers. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what about that story needs to continue? Like, it was it was wrapped up within itself. Like, it's I don't know why they can't just let some movies just be contained, isolated, just this is the movie. And then if you want to do something different, uh, I guess I guess I spoke too soon because so say if you want to do something different but you like working with those actors or something like that, then just do another movie with them. But I'm pretty sure Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson were in another movie that was terrible. Is it the... The internship? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess... <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, I guess I just <laughs> spoke too soon. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure like that's also like in the same vein as I think they're working on a Step Brothers too, mm. and that's another thing where I'm like, mm, I don't I don't mess with I don't success. know about that. Yeah, I I don't think that's like official yet, but I know that there was reports of like what they were like working on for the script, and it was basically like, oh, the two of them like have to take care of a baby. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. It's like, no. That's another one where it's like, I don't think they should have made a sequel to Anchorman. And it's so good by itself. And when it happened and when it came out, it was lightning in a bottle. You know, because Anchorman and Step Brothers, I think both were kind of like blasted by critics or like just not well received by critics, but like audiences loved it. And they stand out in Will Ferrell's career as like two of the funniest movies he was in. Yeah. But then you can't try to recreate that, man. You can't because you it won't happen. You can't live up to the expectation that the first one set. I think there's more damage that could be done than good. Yeah, I agree. We saw like kind of what happens with uh even like even like Star Wars this year where like you keep going with it and then you start like making some of the old movies that were great fold in on themselves a little bit. Same thing with like Terminator dark feet <laughs> yeah so i don't know people they gotta have the restraint they gotta be like hey man no or if you're gonna do a movie a sequel to a movie that doesn't need a sequel hire Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so, so he doesn't destroy it but yeah we're here another another recommend episode i actually realized this uh i think it was last night we were talking about doing these episodes and it was actually your idea to do it, and I was like kind of skeptical uh, a little bit. I, was, I think I was like, I like that idea, but like I think we were talking about doing it like much shorter, like a half hour long episode, and I was like, uh, I don't know, like if we could even fill up an episode for it. And now that we've been doing it, these are actually some of my favorite episodes to do. Aw, I'm a genius. Yeah, you're a genius. But one, I just like talking about movies, and I like talking about movies that I like. I'm sure, I'm sure that's how most people are. Yeah. But also... I really like talking or like hearing what you have to say about movies. I think that might even be my favorite thing because there's been movies that you've recommended that I've actually gone back and watched. Like I, I watched Winter's Bone uh, this week actually because nice. that's on HBO now 
and in ge- in general i think this this is why i like doing the podcast with you but like there's like been a couple weeks where i'm like oh man i'm gonna i'm gonna get him he hasn't seen this movie and you're like oh no i've seen that i'm like god damn it so i don't i, I and, then, and then the movies that you pick are really good so i'm just like maybe it's just i'm just like man my co-host impresses me <laughs> oh well, thank you i wish i could say the same yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very predi- I'm very predictable, as you will find out from this episode. I th- we were talking before we started, but I th- think our our lists have themes. Yeah, well, we were struggling because I had written my list of movies. I had like 20 movies for each streaming service, but the problem is I wrote them like two months ago. So now I'm, yeah. I'm looking. I'm like, all right, I know what I'm gonna do for my Netflix pick, and then I was like, I should probably check if it's still on Netflix. Sure enough, it isn't. So I had to change it and that, that just kept happening to me. And then like, so for, for the swampies who are uninitiated, if you haven't listened to the other, what to watch episodes, we're going to give you suggestions for all of the top streaming services. We're going to do uh, Amazon prime video, uh, Hulu, HBO, Netflix. And then we're going to throw out a wild card, which is, it's just any movie. We'll tell you to seek out. It might be on a streaming service. It might not be. I know, Colin, you like to pick from streaming service movies anyways, just so that people have access to it. But mm-hmm. uh, me, I don't give a fuck what you have access to. Figure it out. <laughs> I uh, I went with your motto this episode. I was like, you know what? There's there's a movie that I, I want to recommend. And I th- it used to be on Netflix. It's not on Netflix anymore. But I know you can rent it for like a dollar. Like it's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So. And if you're stuck at home and you're looking for stuff to watch, a dollar's not a bad investment just for, you know, some t- two hours of entertainment, you know? But yeah. I think the important thing to understand is that if this is your first time listening to the What to Watch episode, uh, we've already done two of these and I'm, I'm already running dry on fucking movies to watch because we like to pick movies that are a little bit under the radar. It's like we could say, whatever oh go watch star wars but it's like everybody's seen star wars and if you haven't seen star wars at this point in your life you're probably never going to like it just just doesn't interest you so like we don't want to just pick like the blockbusters that everybody knows like we want to kind of uh suggest some movies that maybe you wouldn't have heard of or you wouldn't have thought to check out maybe you see the cover when you're scrolling through netflix and you're just like i've i have no idea what that's about i'm not even interested and then you're missing mm-hmm. some really good, uh, some really good content out there. So, with that in mind, it makes it really hard for certain streaming services because all they have are like the most popular movies in the last like thirty years. And then it's like, well, I'm not gonna tell people like, oh, go watch The Matrix if everybody's seen The Matrix, you know? Yeah, that's that's my big issue in particular. That's my big issue with HBO is. There's a lot of movies on HBO that I really like, but they're like, I I just wrote down movies that I'm like, oh yeah, I like that one. I like that one. And then like, I kind of just like figure out like what I'm going to recommend, but it's like, I'm not going to recommend alien. We already did an episode on it. Everybody's seen alien probably fight like same thing with like fight club. You know, there, there's a, there's a lot. I'm not going to go through my list because maybe I'll get desperate one day, but like those two in particular are on there and I'm like, no one, everyone's seen them or like, you, you know, you don't need to. So it gets tough in that way. It's not that there's a shortage of movies to talk about. It's I think we're trying to be creative with what we pick and that can get difficult, especially when like some services either have just like classic bangers or dog shit. And you're like, okay, what am I going to go with here? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's especially like it, tough. If, if you scroll down far, like on like Amazon Prime and stuff, you're like, what is this? There's like a whole like section of just like like crappy like made for TV Japanese movies. <laughs> yeah, just a bunch of like what the fuck movies. Yeah, normally I try and like pick like a lot of variety in in my list because I think last month or whatever it was uh, in May I had like a foreign film and like a comedy and you know like a horror movie and stuff like that this month rather than going for variety i kind of just went with ones that i'm hoping people haven't seen before yeah there's a couple that i'm like yeah, people have definitely seen this but i'm gonna recommend it anyway but uh oh i got i got yeah. some of those too or i'm just like i i know i just said i'm like i'm not gonna recommend some movie that everybody's seen but i guarantee one of them is a movie that everybody's seen yeah out of out of my five i think one is like a super obvious like yeah pr- you you either definitely know about it or you've seen it probably because it's just the names behind it. But I think my other four might be under the radar. Hopefully. Hopefully, Hopefully in like two minutes, I'm not like, oh, man, I'm a fucking dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll find out soon enough how much of a dumbass you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Pop quiz. <laughs> why, why you got to put me on blast like that? Quick. What's 17 times 38? 17 times 38. Okay, let me get my calculator out. Okay, so you're pretty <laughs> smart. You already know to use a calculator. <laughs> I, I I love that awesome. Like, your teachers back in school were like, you know, in the real world, you're not going to have a calculator on you at all times. I'm like, okay, what's a cell phone? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, we didn't, didn't know have... that, but it's just funny now that, you know, now that everybody literally does have a calculator on them. Yeah, I wonder what that's like. Like, what line do teachers use nowadays to kind of curb that? And it's like, I hated writing in script, like cursive and stuff. And they'd always tell you, like, when you get to college, everything's going to have to be in script. And I'm like, okay, sure. Got to college. They don't want anything handwritten. Everything was typed. I'm like, cool. Thanks for giving me Fs in my penmanship, you bitch. (laughs) I I know a lot of people... uh when I was in college, they're like in print because they don't like the prints way easier to read. Yeah. So it's just like, I'm like, yeah, man, it's funny because there's like so many things in high school. They're like, you're going to need to know this. And then it's like, I have literally never used that. <laughs> yeah. I've never used trigonometry in my day to day life ever. Yeah. I don't need Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Surprisingly, I haven't used the Pythagorean theorem very much. Yeah. I don't give a oh, fuck about a hypotenuse. Yeah, but you know what? PEMDAS, I use it on the reg. We, when was it? We had an episode. <laughs> I don't know if it was recent. I think it's actually an old episode that I went back and listened to because uh, I know there's a couple of new swampies in my life who have been going back and listening to old episodes. And now I'm like, oh shit, I got to go listen to those episodes and make sure I don't say some fucking wild shit. And <laughs> there's there's like an eighty percent chance that some one of us says some wild shit. Oh, I know. I was I was informed on a on a on a tirade that I went on in the Knives Out episode, and I totally forgot about it about how I just wouldn't care if this old lady died in the theater next to me. Yeah, well, she was talking, so well, that's why I wouldn't have given a fuck. I'd just carry it on with my life. Like, thank, here, woman. Yeah, thank thank God this bitch died. Now I can finish watching this movie. <laughs> But now I can re- fully appreciate Daniel Craig's accent. <laughs> yeah, no, but one of our episodes, it might have been mid summer or something, but we talk about PEMDAS for some reason. 
And it's just us going back and forth trying to f- remember what it stood for. And we never figured it out. And I'm not intending to figure it out now either. I know what it is. No, you don't. Oh, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Purple elephants walking down a street. No, marching that's, down a street. That's PUDOS. <laughs> Purple elephants. No, no, no. It's P E M D A S because it's parentheses exponents. Yeah, but you said walking at first. You're doing, I said walking. You were doing PUDOS. PUDOS, yeah. But that's then I but I corrected myself. I said no marching. PUDOS sounds like a name like you call one of your bros. Like, what up, PUDOS? <laughs> PUDOS, brah. Yo, did you hear about PUDOS? Died in a bus accident. <laughs> Chaw did. <laughs> two, two, two people just broing out over their friend's death. You got into the funeral? There's going to be some nice babes there. <laughs> yeah. Did you I'll hear him play that crunchy board. tune when they carried his casket in? It was like, dun, 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 <laughs> shit's gnarly oh man what is this <laughs> i have no idea this is our what to watch episode that's what this is oh yeah 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 I just keep repeating it so that i don't forget i'm sure the swampies know because they clicked on the episode they saw the name and they figured it <laughs> out because they're smart swampies they're not a bunch of stupid swampies anymore i think they're smart just kidding i know they're upgrading they're upgrading they're like the machines in terminator <laughs> Ooh, or they're like the upgraded guy in Upgrade. Where he's just being controlled <laughs> against his will. Yeah. That, that sounds like but, a swampy so way of life. Is, yeah. Our podcast is hypnotizing people. <gasps> Maybe. At the very least, we're putting Maybe. people to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's not like a full hip, hypnosis. It's it's definitely working in a sense of like Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Hypnosis, it doesn't, it doesn't control your mind, but it does make you go to sleep for two moves. <laughs> Yeah, but if, worse is when you hypnotize something and they fall asleep and the next turn they wake up and then just kick your shit. And you're like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm never going to get my rainbow badge. <laughs> oh, man. Good Pokemon riff. And uh, yeah, there is a lot of Pokemon stuff on Netflix. Will it be something we suggest? I don't know. Let's find out in Two Dudes Movie Reviews. What to watch? I want to hear our joint, like, whatever that was. We were not trying to Jingle. blend our our vocalizations at all. Yeah. You're sounding a little bit more like Twilight Zone or whatever. Mine was more like Seinfeld or something. Yeah, you were going with the Seinfeld base. I actually wasn't going Twilight Zone. I was kind of going more like Prices Right, but like 70s Prices Right. Mm, okay, okay. The yeah. price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> there you go. I don't know if that movie's streaming. Maybe it's on our list. Let's find out now in two dudes. Mo- no, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you want you want to get going on this? Yes. Jump sir. in. Let's do it. And my favorite All thing right. about doing this is that you get to go first, and that gives me a chance to change my answers if I don't like the way that you're heading. I will say this. I'm I am waiting. There's two things I'm waiting for with one of these episodes. One is for one of us to recommend a movie that the other person has seen and the other person thought it was dog shit. Oh, there you go. That'd be good. Good for So I'm waiting for that to happen. The other thing is I'm waiting for us to pick the same movie for for a platform. 
Yeah, I don't... Hasn't happened yet. I don't think it's going to happen. I think there's too many options, and I think we're both trying so hard to pick these underdog movies that the likelihood is fairly slim. Although that being said, we 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 are like opinions have almost like melded. <laughs> yeah, I the know. Same. We're we're like so on the same page with a lot of episodes. So I'm I'm kind of waiting for it to happen. Yeah. It, hey, you know what? If uh, if we got to keep doing these, I'm hoping that we don't have to do them as often, or at the very least, if we do do them, they're bonus episodes or Patreon episodes or something because I want movies to start coming out again. But these have been really fun in the in the meantime, so I'm excited to get into this one. Yeah, I was. It's like I said. I I think you. It was your idea. You were more like into it, and now I I really like doing them. So yeah, I really had to sell you them. on it. Hey, you did. You brought like a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna start. Obviously, we established it already. Uh, but we go from alphabetical order. So we're doing Amazon, then HBO, then Hulu, then Netflix, and then our wild card. Yep. So starting with Amazon, Amazon is actually the movie that I said most people have either definitely seen it or they know about it. But my f- recommend for Amazon is actually one of my favorite movies by this director. It is Sweeney Todd. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of my movies have basically the same kind of tone to them. You're going to find a lot of them are darker. Try to give a little bit of variety, though, in that this one is a, a musical. Yeah. And a little variety. I mean, <laughs> a little variety, yeah. I mean, that being said, a movie being a musical on its own is enough to turn someone off from wanting to watch it. I know a lot of people that just won't give musicals the time of day. Yeah. I think Sweeney Todd is so good though and i mean one i love the music too i think the music's great but i think even if you don't like musicals i think you could get into this movie because it is it's bloody it's really fucked up at times and uh also there's a lot of like great names in this that i think people like uh in in particular uh alan rickman rest in peace johnny depp i like but uh, i love seeing alan rickman and stuff yeah so and and tim tim burton on he's like kind of the director that made me want to go into like animation and stuff. So this, this was big for me when I saw it, I didn't see it in theater. I saw it after the fact, I actually bought it out of like a Best Buy bargain bin hmm. and watched it. And I was like, Oh, like I love this, but uh, yeah. I, I, have you seen it? I'm sure you have. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. I used to, I used to see a lot of it when um, my, uh, my girlfriend out of high school, uh, she was, she was really big into it. I mean, we were both really big fans of Tim Burton and that movie is kind of like a farewell for him because after that he started doing some really kind of questionable things because then he did uh, the Alice in Wonderland movie. He did the Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's Dark Shadows. <laughs> yeah, like he just kind of fell off. I don't know if it was just I just don't feel like his heart was really as in it. Like, I don't know, like uh, the best movie he's done since this is Frank and Weenie, which was like, OK. I haven't seen Frank and Weenie. Yeah, Frank and Weenie is, I would say, the best movie he's done since this. But like, I saw the original short film Frank and Weenie that he did. Oh, the black and white with the dog. Yeah, I, I also, I love his his black and white old stuff. Like, you ever watch Vincent? Like, oh yeah, his old stuff's really cool. Yeah. So I think this movie will hit on a few different levels. Even if you don't like music, I think there's enough here that you're gonna enjoy. 
this is what actually one of those movies where like they they didn't you know we talked about Eurovision last week. Will Ferrell is like super auto tuned, and Rachel McAdams doesn't even sing on it. In this movie, they actually let everybody sing on it, and like some people aren't really singers, but I think it's cool that they used their voice and they were just kind of like, yeah, you know, give it, give it, give it what you got type thing. Yeah. So no, really cool. It's one of my favorites by him. Nice, good pick, good pick. I'm sure there are a lot of people who haven't seen that. Uh, maybe, uh, I don't know about our listenership. I feel like our listenership is pretty hip to to Tim Burton. I feel like I don't know. Yeah, hard, I hard when I say. picked that, I was I was gonna pick something else off of Amazon, and I was just like, eh, I, I like Sweeney Todd more, even though I've, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. So yeah. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> well. My Amazon pick, I believe, is a movie that a lot of people haven't seen. And it's actually a movie I talked a little bit about on our last What to Watch episode because it is closely related to my wild card from that episode. And I almost picked this movie in the last one. And then I realized I would have had two movies from the same director. But I'm going with The Foot Fist Way, starring Dana McBride, directed by Jody Hill. Who'd... I don't know this. What is this? <laughs> so Jody Hill is the director who did uh, Observe and Report, and he also does, uh, he works on Eastbound and Down, uh, The Righteous Gemstones, and like those HBO shows that Danny McBride is on. Mm-hmm. The Foot Fist Way is about, Danny McBride is just kind of like, it's um, kind of like a loser a little bit, and uh, he runs a karate dojo in town. It's like this hodunk suburban town in like Arizona or something like that. And he does, he teaches karate, but it's like his wife leaves him and is cheating on him, And he's just, his life is falling apart. And, uh, it is a comedy. It's played up as comedy, but it's very dark. And there's some really cool stuff. Like one of the things I really love about Eastbound and down and observe and report and all these is that they, they are funny but they don't shy away from these really like kind of scary moments. And it, when it wants to make you feel tense or make you really feel for a character, like they're really good at that. Like an observant report when he does the, um, when you start to realize like, Oh, he actually has like uh, mental problems and is, is medicated. And like, there's some parts where you feel so, bad for his character and there's a lot of that in this one and there's some really interesting things they do with the camera to kind of convey certain emotions that you don't see in comedies a lot and man when I when I say dark comedy like it's dark like they do a really good job blending the tone but when it wants to be funny it's I mean it's Danny McBride funny it's like you're getting some of these like hot rod style uh, bits in it but also these like really like deep real moments with the character and uh, I always really appreciate that so that one is super high on my list I found that movie by accident a long time ago after I'd already started watching Eastbound and Down and I was like what the fuck is this movie and holy shit it's so funny I love it so much yeah I had I'd never uh I'd never even heard of that so that was a good pick super under the radar that one I I looked it up while we were you were talking or whatever both of its scores are failing, but its Metacritic score is actually like pretty decent. I also just love the poster because the tagline is the story of a man who teaches people how to kick other people in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. 
<laughs> I can see that movie but, not resonating with everybody though, but also mm-hmm. I just I just think most people haven't seen it. I think if you are a fan of the two dudes style of like humor and you kind of vibe with our sensibilities and if you find yourself agreeing with a lot of our grades, I think that that's the kind of movie for our audience. I I mean, I guess I'm really only equating it to because how much I like it. So I'm assuming if you like if you like me, if you like my opinions on these movies, then I like that movie. You'll probably like that movie too. I'm hoping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I you think so. will definitely like it though, Colin. Not the Swampies. <laughs> maybe maybe that'll be the next one I check out that you recommended. Yeah, and it's not long. So far, it's like so far it's like an hour thirty tops. Yeah. I was gonna say so far your your hit rate has been has been good. So Yeah. I also like that it's not a uh critically well received movie because I don't wanna just give you guys a bunch of artsy fartsy bullshit, you know? Yeah. I it was funny because when I started this, this is actually my third like draft, I guess, or this is my third time I've picked out what movies I'm doing for this episode. Yeah. The first time the tomato scores on my five movies, four of them were 93. The other one was 92. And I was like, wow. Hmm. So then I did another one where I changed it up and like, there was a couple in the eighties and then there was like one that was like 13 <laughs> and, then there were, and then there was another one. And now, now they're all kind of, they're all kind of like, I think their eighties and nineties is what, I, what I've got here. I went back. I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do the movies I want to do. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I the, I added a movie and that was like same as last time we did this. I added one and that was just like super low. Just for I'm like, can't do all these like just really high critics love them movies. I'm going to add something that's dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> That'll show them. And then recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should start doing that. Just throwing in a... The real wild card is you won't know if we actually genuinely want to recommend that movie to you. It's like we're just throwing out a real shit movie just to fuck with the Swampies. Yeah, for this week, I'm recommending uh, Holmes and Watts. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a real knee slapper. Go back and listen to episode three. Yeah. But uh, moving on to HBO, HBO is the one that I had the hardest time with, which I, I mentioned already. And this movie we have mentioned on the show. We haven't, I don't know if you've watched it yet, but we've, we've talked about it a few times. Most of the episodes on HBO or most of the movies on HBO that, uh, that I have on my list, I feel like we've mentioned in some capacity, Yeah. but this, this one I went with because I feel like it may have gone under the radar for some people more than others. I don't think you've watched it. And I picked Prisoners for HBO. <gasps> That's on HBO? Yeah. Oh, I got to watch that. So there you go. Yeah, that answers that. <laughs> See, I just, I just helped you out. Yeah, I didn't know where to find it. I've been wanting to watch it. I didn't know it was streaming anywhere. I mean, I haven't been super actively looking either, obviously, because I would have found it. But I don't really click on to HBO too often. But now that I know that's there, I, I definitely got to gotta get to that. Yeah. Prisoners was actually, I think, the first Denis Villeneuve movie that I, that I saw. And I, I really liked it with a lot of the themes in my like my list. It's it's really gritty. Uh, there's some really hard parts to watch, but Hugh Jackman is fucking awesome in this movie. It's like one of like the few times where I'm like, oh, he's not Hugh Jackman. Like we had mentioned that when we reviewed Bad Education. Yeah, he's so good in it. And then Jake Gyllenhaal is always just awesome. Paul Dano is also in the movie, which I think a lot of people really like him, especially you watched Swiss army man recently, right? Yep. Yeah. So, so I mean like 
it's actually funny. You watch Swiss Army Man, and I watched There Will Be Blood recently, both Paul Dano. But yeah, I mean, think think basically uh, Hugh Jackman is like a parent whose daughter has gone missing, and he's just like, will do whatever to figure out like he just snaps and he's like just I, I need to figure out who took her basically yeah it's it's so good and the writer on on this movie he hasn't done a ton either which is kind of cool not not that he hasn't done that like anything but i think it's just cool because the things that he does he's usually like more selective with because okay. i think this was only his second film that he had put out at the time i don't know if you've ever seen contraband but he did contraband and then he did the papillion uh, or Papillon, I think is how you pronounce it. He did the remake of that like two years ago. Oh, okay. Super gritty. I mean, Dil- Denis Villeneuve is awesome. His work behind the camera is so good. And uh, I, n- I know for a fact that you're going to really dig the ending of it too. Like I actually, I want you to watch it really bad because I think you're going to love it. That might be something I have to watch tonight or something. I don't know. I did. I need something, I think. But, yeah. Yeah. I've been dying to watch that. Uh, I especially want to see it before uh, the new Dune and stuff because I want to I want to get my Denis Villeneuve fix. Yeah. Well, I have a movie uh, from a director we have talked about on this show before. A, mm-hmm. a director who directed a movie that I know you felt very strongly about in a positive way, and I think it's a movie that it doesn't necessarily stand out that it is one of his films because I think it's kind of different, like. He does blend a lot of like uh, action drama comedy stuff, but it's a Todd Phillips movie, War Dogs. I knew that's where you're going. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I I had a feeling it was Todd Phillips when you're like very strongly. I was like, okay, so he's talking about Todd Phillips. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the one. War Dogs is on my short list. Oh really? Yeah, I saw this so, movie cool. for the for the first time uh, maybe like two years ago, and. Mm-hmm. I'm sur- honestly, I'm surprised it's still on here because I saw it when it was on HBO and it's just never left HBO. Uh, I actually had to to look and double check. I'm on the app right now. I'm like, wait, is that still on there? And sure enough, it is, at least at the time of recording. It probably won't be by the time the episode comes out, so we're going to be fucked. <laughs> but <laughs> I I like Jonah Hill a lot. I, I love uh, Miles Teller. Like uh, Ana de-, de Armas is in it. Bradley Cooper, who's also a producer on it. Like... Mm-hmm. This movie, I didn't hear a lot of people talking about it when it came out, but like, it's funny. I like it. There's some pretty intense moments. There's some there's some good drama. Like, I think this is a very well rounded movie. It's shot very well. Like, I like the way it looks. Like, there there's parts in like Eastern Europe that look really gritty and stuff, and then uh, the juxtaposition like back in America because like these guys are just freaking con artists basically trading weapons and stuff and like. It's just um it's just a really cool and interesting movie and uh I feel like it's the one that didn't get a lot of attention when it came out or or one of those movies where maybe critics liked it but like audiences didn't really see it. Yeah. Most people have definitely seen this movie in terms of just you know is the poster for it or the the case. Like I feel right. like it's it it stands out. You've definitely seen it before. Uh another another thing that I think kind of sells this movie a little bit is the plot's based on like real like life events yeah um it's it's not a you know maybe the the plot around it is fictitious but it's based on something that actually happens so that just makes it even all that more compelling and yeah i mean like when you said it my first thing was like oh man what a good cast on it because Ana de armas and, and bradley cooper are also in it yep cross that off the list yeah now i can't do that so okay cool yeah <laughs> god damn it fuck moving on to hulu though 
Now, here's here's one. I don't know if you've seen this, and if you haven't, I don't know if you'll like it. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, I think you. I think you will. But there are things in it that I know you, you don't like, and I'll, I'll explain. But my Hulu pick is Hounds of Love. Okay, I don't know that movie. I okay, can only so, assume what's in it that you know I don't like. Yeah, there, and they don't show it, but it's implied. So that's why I was oh. like, I don't. Okay, no, my thing has always been, I I'd prefer if it's implied. Like, there's plenty of movies that I've watched where, um, because we're talking about a word that rhymes with grape, and yeah. Uh, yeah, like I never mind if that's part of the narrative or if that's part of the story. It's when there's a drawn out scene showing it that is just really upsetting to me, and I. I think it lacks creativity Mm -hmm. and uh, I almost feel like a lot of movies that, that do have that as a theme or an underlying thing for a character. Like I think there's more room for uh, creative expression to convey that feeling without showing it. And uh, yeah, I, I just think it's, I don't know. I think it's grotesque. I don't, I don't like, I don't like watching it, but yeah, if if you're saying they don't show it and they it's implied or it's even if the whole thing is centered around it, if they're not showing it, then I, I can handle it. Yeah. So like there's basically like I don't want to spoil stuff, but there, there it's implied. And then there's one scene where like it looks like it's going to play out and then something interrupts before anything can happen. But Hounds of Love is possibly one of the most intense movies I think I've ever seen. It's really intense. It it focuses around like the abduction of like a, a high school girl basically, hmm. and and a and a couple abducts the girl, and they're almost like serial. It's like they're they're serial killers essentially. They they abduct people, but there's it's a whole there's a whole like psychological element between like the couple's like relationship and the girl trying to like get out. But Ben Young is both the writer and director on this movie. This movie came out only I think two years ago or three years ago. Oh wow, yeah, it's it's pretty new, but. It is like I'm not even I don't think that this is even like that far off from saying it is probably one of the best shot movies that came out that year. His eye for the camera is crazy. There's a lot of really cool they're tracking shots where the camera like is is tracking from from like left to right or whatever. And the camera's moving fast, but it's shot at a super, super low frame rate. Or are, are a high frame okay. rate, so they do like super slow mo basically. But there are so many really, really awesome scenes uh, in this movie. And if you like, I think the title card shows up at like and like fifteen minutes in into the movie. But if you watch the first fifteen minutes, and by the time the title card comes in, I guarantee you'll be like, I need to watch the rest of this movie because it's it's super intense and the, just, you'll see all the style and everything in there. And uh, the music is like really eerie. But yeah, it's it's a hard hard R though. It's 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 definitely not for everybody. But yeah, I mean, if you like intense movies and you like things that are shot extremely well, I think you're gonna dig it. And it's the only movie he's ever made. So I'm I next time he puts a movie out, I'm gonna be extremely excited to see it. This is also like it's like a Australian like indie film. It takes place in Australia. Oh okay. Good day, mate. As I Good always day, say. Mate. Yeah, but uh, that that one has an 88 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good. I I'm interested in it. I'm interested. I don't know if I'm gonna rush to see that. I think there's some other movies in my in my queue that might still be ahead of that. Not that that's a bad sell. I think you have to be in the right frame of mind to watch it. Because like I said, like 
when I got done watching it for the first time, I I felt like I needed to like calm down almost. Like my yeah. heart was like beating like super fast for like a good portion of the movie. Yeah, you need to like wash it off of you. Yeah. So Alright. Well for me, my Hulu pick is uh it's another another under the radar. Cause as we keep saying, that's that's what we're going for. And uh but it's like a it's a comedy it's a weird one. And I think a lot of what I like about this movie is the fact that I like the people involved a lot. And it's a movie called The Overnight. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Okay, so The Overnight is... Um, I- I'm a big fan of Adam Scott, who's from like Parks and Recreation. Uh, I mean, that's like probably the Step Brothers. biggest thing that he's known for. Yeah, he's in Step Brothers as well. And Jason Schwartzman... Taylor Schilling from, um, uh, what's it called? Orange is the New Black. I actually don't know the other actress, but it basically circles around Adam Scott and his wife, uh, who's played by Taylor Schilling. Like, they are in a park with their boy, and they meet another couple who has a boy, too. And then, like, they're all talking, and they're just like, oh, this couple's, like, really awesome. Like, yeah, they invited us over for dinner, and then they go over for dinner, and the boys play and stuff, and, like, they're having drinks. It's basically... Uh, Jason Schwartzman and his wife are trying to get the the other couple to swing with them. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of really funny moments. There's a lot of like uh, ongoing bits in it. But I can see people kind of rejecting the movie because for the same reason, I think people were uncomfortable at Midsummer. Um, you got to be okay with full frontal male nudity. Okay. Yeah. And female nudity. Like, there's a lot of nudity. It, it, it revolves around sex in general. So if you're not comfortable with that as a topic or being uh, confronted with that as a topic and sexuality and stuff like that, then I can see people kind of rejecting it. So I actually looked at it because I was like, I want to see, am I about to suggest another movie that's just like everybody hates it? But the, the tomato tomato on it is tomato is 83. And then the tomato, the audience is at a 54. <laughs> So it's penis factor. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's certified fresh by the critics, but it's rotten for audiences. So I think a lot of that is, Oh, I saw a penis, you know? (laughs) Oh God. Oh shit. I saw a penis. (laughs) Fail. (laughs) Yeah. I hated it. But hated it, man. But I think it's, I think it's funny and I don't have a problem with like, sex stuff like that doesn't that doesn't affect me in any way i mean i got chubbed for sure but (laughs) um but no because it's not like no doubt about it bro (laughs) yeah but but i will say this the nudity in it isn't just for the sake of nudity It, it actually is fitting to the storytelling at the time like it's never just there for shock value it's it's always there as an element of the story and it progresses the rest of the story and each character's development so i think that movie is pretty good like i'm not saying like oh it's amazing or anything it has its flaws but i agree with the critic score like full-heartedly if they gave it like whatever it was b minus or a b like i'd say like it's like a b or something Mm mm-hmm but again it's not very long that's another thing that's kind of like a thread with my movies except for like one None of them are very long, so you're not committing to, like, a a two-and-a-half-hour fucking journey, and then by the end of it, you're like, what the hell was that? Um, This movie's, like, very straightforward, and uh, I know... I I just think 
there's going to be some laughs in there. This is one where even with suggesting it to you, Colin, I'd say like, oh, there's probably some other movies that you'd want to check out first. But hey, if you get around to it, like it's funny. It could be awkward. Don't watch it with your parents. But if you're watching it with like, you know, a significant other or something like that, then then it's a it's a perfectly fine movie for that. Cool. I like how I like how your your lists are more like kind of comedy centric, or at least this list and mine mine are all. So if we had just divvied these up, our list would have been very well well rounded. <laughs> yeah, I know. My Netflix movie, I put this on here again. It's it's gritty, it's violent. Uh, I put on here to add a little bit of variety to it. Also, the sequel is coming out hopefully this year, I think. Ooh. And this is Train to Busan. Oh, okay. I actually just recently added that to my queue because I know you told me that that was a good movie and there's a sequel coming, so I felt like I better better get on that train then. Yeah, exactly. We uh, will probably do the, the trailer park for the, the sequel eventually. Korean film, again, I think similar to like Sweeney Todd, like, Right off the bat, that's something that's probably going to turn off a lot of people because they don't want to read subtitles and all that. But uh, this is like one of like it's such a good contained horror movie or thriller, I guess. It's more of a horror, I would say, action suspense. But yeah, like it most of it takes place on a train and they're they're trying to get through the train. The train's packed with zombies like this is a really great use of like uh, claustrophobia what you can do with a small budget. I think, I don't think this movie costs like much to make at all. There are people, uh, actors and stuff from parasite that are in this. It's, it's definitely bloody. It's, it's grotesque at times, but, uh, it's intense. And I don't know, I, I just thought it was really cool. While I was watching it. Cause it's just like, you know, you watch, you watch a movie like Snowpiercer and they're, and they're going up the train and stuff like that. And it, and it leads to some really cool, cool shots, but Snowpiercer is more like action. This yeah. is more like, you got to hold your breath type thing because they add elements to the zombies that aren't like traditionally there. Uh, like they can't like see like in the dark. So they have to wait until like the train's going through tunnels and stuff like that to try and move and they can't make noise, but it's definitely, it's, it's really cool. And there's like a, there's like a father daughter like dynamic in the movie too that uh, I think, I think you might, you might enjoy. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know how I feel about, a lot of um, Korean film and like the Japanese horror and stuff. And again, I always say this, I'm like, I know there's a difference, um, but I'd say the main similarities is that there is less of a, uh, a worry about how far you kind of take some of the gore and some of the violence when it comes to Korean films and Japanese films. I think mm-hmm. uh, in America, a lot of that stuff gets doled down because of like the censorship or not censorship, but you know, like the, um, like the ratings, uh, board or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. And so I think that if you are a fan of gore and if you are a fan of like that gnarly over the top, just fucking blood fest, then that's kind of where you got to go to find it. And it's also where I feel like you're going to find the most original stories is coming out of uh, Japan and Korea. And Mm -hmm. I I don't know if that's just because that's what makes it over here, but they're making just as much bullshit like fast and furious type schlock as we are. But it seems like, like we have parasite, which uh, is super original and um, 
you know, Snowpiercer is based on a book, sure, and I know I'm just talking about Bong Joon-ho now, but even Old Boy, and um, I, I'm I'm super interested in this. Like, I really do want to see this. And then, um, like, you go over to, uh, like, the original, like, Grudge movie, uh, Audition, stuff like that, uh, Tokyo yeah. Gore Police, and it's like, nobody's making movies like that in America. Maybe Troma, but they're not getting like mainstream play and stuff. So it's just really cool. Like seeing what kind of stuff makes it not only into the mainstream over there, but even gets all the way to the U S so that we can consume it. So yeah, I'm way, yeah. I'm way into that. Uh, Yan Seng Ho is the, the director on, on this movie. Um, he's also the director on the sequel, which I think is really good because this movie ends and I was kind of like, I don't know if we need a sequel, but the fact that he's doing it again, that, that gives me some confidence that it's going to be good. But I think the thing that gives you confidence that it's going to be good in general is out of all the movies he's, he's directed, the lowest score he has is a 72. Mm-hmm. But this movie's an, at a 94%. Wow. And that's that's not even his highest. He's got a he's got a one Hondo P on on his on his books. That's crazy. So, yeah, he's uh he's got a really good track record. I think you'll like it. I think a lot of people like it. And with the sequel coming out, I think people should definitely check it out because especially when there's not a lot of movies out, you're probably going to want to go see, see more movies. And I'm sure that they'll probably do a little bit more like world expanding because this takes place in just one location, but it's probably good to see kind of, you're probably going to want to see this because it sets up like what the, what the limitations are to the zombies and like what has happened to the world and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, definitely. No, that's one that uh, that and pr- I'll probably watch Prisoners first, but then that one's going to be a very close second. Cool. Yeah, I think you'll like it. I better, otherwise I'm coming back to you. <laughs> okay. Well, sir, my Netflix pick, and this is kind of a toss up for me. I'm not sure. All right, so I had a couple of options, and then I had to go and look. Uh, my choice that I wanted to pick was another comedy. And it's not on Netflix anymore, which kind of bums me out because I really did like that movie. I was going to suggest this movie, Don't Think Twice, which is a Mike Birbiglia movie. It's like an indie film from a couple of years ago. So free plug for that one. But then I was looking at my other Netflix options. And I know I came late to the game on this movie. Like I saw it three, three to four years after it came out. And I remember when it was in theaters, but I thought it was like some stupid like uh, live action anime movie. So I avoided it, but I'm going with ex machina. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Which I know you've seen. So I wasn't trying to blow, blow any doors off. I don't know. Have a lot of people seen that movie? Cause I don't ever hear anybody talking about it. I don't know, but I'm crossing it off my short list now. <laughs> yes. Cause I watched that movie not long ago. I think it was post the 2019 stuff because we were just I was only watching 2019 movies for like the whole year so then yeah when we when we hit the cutoff uh, Logan Lucky and Ex Machina were like the first two movies that I watched because I had been wanting to watch them for months like half the year I'd just been like I would love to watch this movie if I didn't have to watch all these other horrible fucking movies that I just rented from Redbox (laughs) so I finally got to watch it and I was blown away. I was like, I hate myself for not having seen this sooner. I wish I saw it in theaters, even though the movie it's sci-fi, but it's not on a scale that necessarily makes you have to see it. It's not like action and stuff like that, but I love when sci-fi 
is not smart in a science way, but smart in like an existential way, you know, Mm -hmm. like they don't bog you down with too much science. It's more so about like, you know, the, the act of playing God and what is a soul and what is intelligence and, you know, at what point is something living? Like if this thing has its own thoughts and, you know, can think and act on its own, it's like, who's to say that that's not, worth you know saving or is that not like i really like that movie and i love the ending i was when yeah that ending i was like holy shit and i don't want to spoil it but it's like there's there's some things that are set up from a character who i think we're supposed to see as like kind of evil and then Mm -hmm. uh i don't know the movie goes on you almost start to see things his way and i just think that's so cool i i I love that they they took the genre and they didn't do something super traditional with it. Like I'd say the only thing that's traditional with it is the fact that there's like a robot in it. Yeah. For me like what you just touched on saying like the themes of like it, the AI if it if it can actually like think and feel is it not like worthy like that theme cuz that's very prevalent in Blade Runner. That theme I I love. I find that so fascinating. Yeah. That's one of the big reasons why I love this this movie so much also. This is a it's a definitely a slow burn, but I I love how slow it is. And again, like it's it's so contained. I don't know. I, when I saw this, I was just all about it. And uh I definitely it, it makes you think and like you were saying like you you kind of flip-flop on some characters and stuff. Also, the performances out of everyone in this movie I think is great. I'm usually not the biggest fan of Donald Gleason, but I thought he was great. And then Oscar Isaac is fucking awesome in this movie. Yeah. And that's another cool thing about the movie. Super slim cast. It's really only like three people. Mm-hmm. I also think this is like such a well-written movie because Alex Garland wrote and directed it. But just like the way it's written poses a lot of questions. And I feel like there are like almost like mini conversations within the movie that spark new ideas and stuff for you to think about just while you're watching like the over overarching theme of the movie you're going to think about but then there's just smaller things that pop in here or there that you're like oh yeah i haven't even like thought about that or like that's that's a really cool thing to even like consider the possibility of that happening yeah well it's i mean it's super deep it's super thoughtful and it really really forces you to consider a lot of heady questions. And I really like movies that do that, that really like challenge the way that you view certain things or like kind of, um, kind of fuck with your beliefs a little bit and try to make you look at things from different angles. And it doesn't land on one side or the other. Like it doesn't tell you what's the right thing to feel or think about the situation. It's just like, here's a question, motherfucker sit on that. (laughs) Like chew on see, see where you come out at the end of this. But like they don't ever make a defined decision. And that's why I think the ending is so cool because I don't want to spoil anything at the ending, but like it does make you think it's like, did these characters do the right thing or the wrong thing? Cause I think, I think a lot of them end up doing the wrong thing for the right reasons. Like that seems like everybody's thing is they did the the wrong thing for the right reason. Yeah, man. I I want I just want to start talking about it now. This is a really good pick because I think we both love it. But uh this is why I picked it because it, it didn't win for the uh the elimination bracket. I'll, I'll try and like say things like cryptically also. Like 
because I don't want to spoil anything. But like one, I knew you're going to dig the ending. Two, I I definitely the ending sparks a lot of debate, which is really cool because uh, Brianna actually watched this recently, and then we were like talking about it a lot after after the fact. Also, it was really fun while she was watching it. She was like texting me, and she was just get, she was like, "Holy shit!" Like that. Like there was like a holy shit moment almost like every like twenty minutes for her. Yeah. <laughs> The ending of the movie gave me such like an like an eerie like uncanny valley like sensation when I was watching it too. Um, at just like the thought of what happened, basically, I'm not probably not doing a good job of describing that, but yeah, I just remember like I the movie ended, and I don't post on social media a lot, but the movie ended, and I was just sitting there, and I was like whoa like what the hell and then i posted i was just like ex mock you know like it it fucked me up <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> it'll do that yeah so if, if any swampies so. haven't seen that watch that movie you don't have to love yeah. sci-fi to like that movie because it's not like lasers and spaceships and stuff like that it's it's just really cool and i'm so happy to see this this interesting like generation of sci-fi the shift in the genre and the movies that we're getting because like you know within a couple of years you have this you have arrival you have annihilation and it's these in 2049 it's these sci-fi movies that are not it's not just aliens and monsters and like i said spaceships and laser guns it's deep existential movies that challenge the way you think and maybe the way you live your life and how you look at certain things that are, that are human. Like it, it takes things that are non-human and kind of forces you to relate to these things that are not like us at all. And yeah. I, I just love, I love what, what the genre has become over the years. And I know there's been, stuff like that in the past like especially like you look back at some sci-fi movies in the 80s that and even even like alien it, it tackles some some more yeah. heady stuff but it's just like a little bit different yeah for, for sure i was i was gonna like go start making another point but we can move off of it just because we talked a lot about it but yeah definitely out of all the movies you talked about so far that's on the top of the list so far it'd be like yeah go check that out also just from like you know if some people are like, oh, well, you guys like really like sci-fi, like Ex Machina won best visuals and it was nominated for best original screenplay. So there I mean, you go. People, people really fucking like it. Yeah. Really well-written movie. My wild card. Woo! So normally, I, normally I like to keep it where you could stream it, but I thought about this movie and I was like, you know what? Like I, I kind of want to recommend it. I, I think you've seen it. I don't know for sure if you've seen it or not. You can rent it for like a dollar. It's, it's, it's not uh expensive at all. It's a really, uh, I don't think it's well known. It was on Netflix for for a little bit, but uh, it's it's a it's a horror movie. Uh, it's pretty stylized, but uh, my wild card is The Devil's Candy. Oh, I have not seen that. Oh, you haven't? Okay, see, I I thought that we had had a conversation about it, but I guess not. Okay, well, I think that the themes in this movie and kind of like the aesthetic, I think you're gonna really dig this. I would actually, I think out of everything I recommended, I would almost check this out first if it's not prisoners. But like, basically like the, this movie is like metal music are the devil and family. Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah. I'm into it. It's like, yeah, it's like basically like this, like a aspiring artist. He like 
buys like this old house that he wants to use as like his studio and like him and his daughter are like really into like metal music and stuff like that and there's kind of like obviously like a devil related subplot in it and then also just like a the house had some events happen in it and there's like somebody kind of returning to it but um I just I remember I actually watched this movie like one of my friends when I first started my last job he he recommended this to me and I watched it and uh it's pretty short it's really lean it's only like an hour and 20 minutes long but it's really really cool and uh they do a great job like with the characters like I actually really like the characters which is something that I find in horror movies especially ones that are this short I feel like a lot of characters can just feel expendable but I I really ended up liking the family dynamic in this movie and uh I don't want to go too much into it and spoil anything but again it gets it gets really violent and I think the there's a part in it I'm not going to spoil it but it's so over the top on purpose that you're just like it's almost like in a sense like the uh the ending of like once upon a time in Hollywood where it's so over the top violent and ridiculous that you're just like loving it. Yeah. I think, I actually think for you, you're, you're going to like, when you watch it, you'll see it and you'll be like, that's fucking awesome. It's ridiculous, but it's awesome. Okay. I'm down with ridiculous. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know. If, I think, I think if you like think about recent horror movies that kind of went under the radar, uh, did you ever watch the void? No, kind of some of that not as much like body horror the the void I actually think you'd really like because you like the thing so much that's like a new age kind of body horror oh, okay you know the devil's candy is really cool you can find it cheap i don't think a lot of people know about it and for a horror movie it's got a 92 percent rotten tomatoes wow okay yeah i mean that's a huge tell right there because horror doesn't usually get rated too high mm-hmm. which, which i think is the theme for a lot of my movies same same director and writer on it and the director is is sean Byrne, and he's only done two movies this was the last movie he did but his he did the loved ones which came out in uh it was like 2013 but that that is a 98 percent like that hmm. so his two movies are 98 and 92 he's he's really really good All especially right. when it comes to the horror genre so good for him killing it my pick i think when it came out it might have been considered a horror i know sometimes it gets lumped into that category but it's really hard to call it such now, now being in 2020 and looking back at it, but it's definitely got some horror elements to it. And it's a movie that I know pretty much everybody who, everybody who would see it has seen it by now. It's nothing. Okay. And I know you've seen it and I okay. know that, you know, I've seen it because I literally just saw it again and I'm only suggesting it not because I think people haven't seen it and need to watch it. But I'm I'm going to I'm gonna elaborate on it in a second. But I'm suggesting people go watch Jaws. Oh, okay. Now, my reasoning is because I just went to the drive-in and I saw Jaws and Jurassic Park double feature. I had mentioned, I think it was the last episode I talked about it. I was like, I didn't realize that movie was I forgot it was taking place on Fourth of July. And what I really think is important about watching that movie right now is the fact that we are in this pandemic. I think it makes that movie even more relevant now because the big the big to-do in that movie is that the local politicians and the government do not want to shut down the beaches because they're afraid of the money that they're going to lose for the town. Like, oh, well, we're a summer town. People come here for 4th of July. We have to keep the beaches open. But they're like, 
if you keep the beaches open, people are going to die. And that's the struggle that uh, the chief has with the rest of the town. And it's people are just like, oh, well, I mean, well, we got we caught a shark. It's fine. Like there's uh, there's no other sharks. It's not a problem. And people are ignoring the inherent danger of gathering in public and doing these things that are against advisement from professionals and people are dying because of it. But what's more important than human life is the capitalism in the movie. And that is exactly what the fuck is happening right now. So I think this movie now is super relevant. Just replace the shark in the beach with COVID-19 and the country. And it's talking exactly about what's going on here. And it's just like, I think it's an important lesson that people need to look at and realize at what point do you stop putting money in front of human life? Is the answer never? Apparently never because they made like 18 Jaws movies. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a cool pick. I think a lot of people, yeah, like like you said, if if uh, if you haven't seen it yet, you're probably not going to go and watch it. But that being said, like, I mean, how iconic is Jaws? I think there's yeah. so many elements from Jaws that play into like a lot of movies now, you know, especially like when it, like a creature feature where it's like, no, you don't want to reveal like the creature too early on in the movie, like show what it looks like. You know, they, they did a good job hiding it for a lot of the movie. I mean, it spawned rides at Universal Studios and stuff like that. Like you know, that, that's a, that's a cool pick. Yeah. Yeah. I just again, I know I know people have seen it. I know it's not like a out of the box movie to pick, but. I didn't realize until rewatching it just how relevant it is for our times right now. So that's why I was like, you know what? Even if you've seen it before, watch it now with the new lens of what's going on in the world today. And it makes that movie even more interesting. And there's things that I realized about that movie that at the time, I'm just like, we didn't live through anything exactly like that to see just how real that that is like. I think when you first see it when you're younger and when, you know, there wasn't a global pandemic that you're like, like, oh, wow. Like, pff, look how dumb this town is. Like, why? there's a shark killing people. Yeah, just close the beach, obviously. And you'd just be like, oh, it's, that's just like, you know, movie stuff. That wouldn't happen in real life. And then we're watching it happen in real life on a much larger scale. And it's it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. So I think I just think it's uh it's a cool rewatch now. I'm not. I'm not thinking. I'm blowing anybody's mind by telling them Jaws. They're like, "What? What's that?" Like, I. I always think it's cool though when you watch a movie that came out a long time ago, but the thing themes that it hits on are still relevant today, dude. Or I, there's like, I'd say even more relevant today than it was back then. Yeah. Or or you know if it's just a movie that's commenting on something, like it's like a period piece from like you know 60 years ago or whatever. And you're like like Detroit is one of those where it's like, hey, like. This thing, this event happened like 60 years ago, but like the issues here are still like, like you think we've come far. We really haven't. This is the same shit's going on. Yeah. Recent history. Yeah. I, I think those type of movies are really cool when you can watch something that either came out a long time ago or, or is a period piece that happened a long time ago and, and that makes you think about how things are now and, uh, and it challenges you a little bit. So yeah, actually some some good critical thinking on your part, sir. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I didn't even have my notebook when I went to the movies for that one. I just saved that nugget in my brain this whole time. Nice. Yeah. Well, we came came to an end 
of another what to watch. I think uh, I think the Swampies have a pretty good list, especially if you haven't listened to the other two. You listen to all three of them, you're gonna have what is that? Ten movies per 30. episode. You got yeah, you got thirty movies to go through. Whew. Get cracking. That'll last you to the next pandemic. <laughs> or or it'll last like me and you like two months. Yeah. If that, well, actually, me will probably last me the rest of the year at the rate that I've been able to watch movies lately. But well, yeah, right now. But yeah, I mean, like compared to last year, where we were just like going hard, we <laughs> went off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I miss it. I miss those days. I miss going to the theaters. I can't wait to be back at them, but I'm also in no rush because, uh, like I said, I'm not trusting that it's going to be quite ready if they say it's ready. It's also it's 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 different uh with with me and you like i obviously like i, I don't want to get it and stuff like that but also i'm like just like living here yeah and like you know you know what i mean like i don't think i would be in much danger but like you actually have a family so that's it's it's definitely it's definitely different not not to say that i haven't been yeah. safe forever but it's like i feel like you more so wouldn't wouldn't want to get it yeah, like I, I can't be bringing that home with Logan and stuff, and then yeah, I work with my dad, and he's at risk, so I can't, you know, I can't do all that. But yeah, been super yeah. careful out here, out in these streets. I'm working all the time, but luckily I work in a field where I don't really have to talk to people, and if I do, I can keep a distance. It's not a problem. And I work with chemicals, so I'm literally constantly like completely sanitized. Like I don't mm-hmm. think any germs could live on my body. Just for the amount of bug spray, sunblock, chlorine, and like alkalinity shit, and like I'm const, I I'm always I always have chemicals on me. Like I'm I'm so pure. <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I got the mask and everything. I do I do what I'm supposed to. I mean, I don't wash my butt, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know if I said this on the pod or not, but I. I saw someone wearing like their Halloween werewolf mask one day. Oh, that's awesome. I wanted to get a Boba Fett mask. I saw it on sale at at uh, Walmart. <laughs> yeah. It's like the the Hasbro Legends Deluxe and it's like a life-size mask or helmet, I guess, but I really wanted to get that. That'd be my Corona mask is a Boba Fett helmet. One one of my friends took like a candid Snapchat and posted it. He was, I think he was at like a Walmart or something like that. And a, this woman in London was wearing one of those plague doctor masks. Oh, that's awesome. I would wear one of those too. <laughs> I was just like, is, are we living in the lovebirds right now? Yeah. Is this, is this, are they on their way to that, that theater? That weird, <laughs> that weird sex cult? Yeah. Well, fun fact, do you know why the plague doctor mask is like a beak like that? Why? So it was developed during, during the bubonic plague. And the doctors would wear that mask because they would travel the streets. And they also had, like, they were covered head to toe. Like, you couldn't see any of their skin. They'd have a hood up from, like, the chin. And, like, they cover everything. Gloves, everything. And they'd have a cane so that they could, like, open doors and stuff without touching anything. And the beak is because inside of that beak, it's stuffed with herbs so that they wouldn't smell the decomposing bodies when they would visit homes or when they're out in the streets and there's dead bodies everywhere. So it was full of, like lavenders and just like uh just different herbs to mask the smell of death well now i need to know where that woman was going (laughs) (laughs) yeah she actually just had like uh like uh pigs in a blanket in there every once in a while she tilts her head back and lets one roll into her gullet 
<laughs> she had the grilled cheese burrito. Oh, it all comes back around. Comes back. Exactly. We did it. That's I think, the best bookend. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that may have been the last episode we were talking about the, the grilled cheese burrito, but yeah. Well, shit. Well, <laughs> little peek behind the curtain. We re- recorded last week's episode the same day we recorded this episode. Yeah, we well, we recorded the, you know, last week's episode, it was... It was like 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock, whatever, when we started. Now it's 1.30, and I'm still tired. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, bullshit. we've been on the phone for almost four hours now. So I think that's plenty of time to hang out with my boy, Colin, and plenty of time for you guys to find us on social media. Good segue, I guess. And... Mm-hmm. Hit us up at Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Hit us up at Two Dudes Movie Reviews dot com, and you know, check out all of our stuff. Leave a rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff that everyone else tells you to do, but instead of doing it for them, you do it for us. You got to do it for us. And until then, suck it, Swampies. <laughs> <laughs>